All right, everyone, on this show, we've got Sarah, and we get into some really interesting conversations about humane marketing values, uh, why a lot of people are cheating, stealing, and lying with marketing, how we change that, and how you can give yourself permission to just do something totally different and crazy. Uh, I think you're going to really like this, this show, so let's dive in and hear what she has to say. Welcome, everybody, to another great episode of the Guyao Now Show. I'm your host, Bob McIntosh, and today I have Sarah Santa Croce joining me, and um, I'm actually kind of excited about this conversation. So right before this, we were talking a little bit about her. I met her actually through uh, one of my guests of the podcast that just launched the other day, Melita, and uh, Sarah talks a little bit about uh, selling and marketing from a human standpoint and humanely, so I'm interested to dive more into that because... One of the things that uh, I noticed in all of my experience of most of you guys, I, I know most of my listeners, or I shouldn't say know most of you, but I've met you, most of you I've met at some place or something of that nature. And uh, marketing and sales is always an interesting conversation. And there's always a lot of hesitation and people getting into their own mind about it. So I'm very excited to dive more into that and uh, go from there. But I know most of you, since I'm just meeting Sarah for the first time, I know most of you have probably not met, never met her either. So Sarah, uh, first and foremost, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate having you here. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited. Looking forward to our conversation. Absolutely. So for, uh, for everyone out there listening and or watching, uh, tell us a little bit about you know who you are, your background, and, and then we'll dive into it. Yeah. So it's a question, where do I start? And usually I started with the business stuff, you know, that's what we're taught to do. But I noticed recently, actually, what's just as important is, is probably the, you know, more the human stuff. And especially in my case, I feel like uh, it's a story that I've hidden away for so long that now I'm like excited to share it. So I grew up in a hippie commune. My parents and uh, right. some other families, right? It's a good story. So uh, I don't know it's good, why. It's a I've great starting point. Everyone's like, "Wait, what? Hippie college?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, back in the '80s, my parents and uh, five friends they bought an apartment building and uh, together, and so we each had our own apartment, but we had a lot of common space, and uh, the kids, you know, the families really grew up together. We always spent time in one of the apartments, one of the kids' rooms together, and so growing up in this community has taught me a lot about, you know, different values of uh, fairness, equality, sharing, collaboration, uh, conflict as well, conflict resolving, all of these qualities that um, I didn't know that maybe not everybody grew up that way. And that actually, <laughs> you know, ha being in business, those are important qualities to or values to to have. And so this is a story that I've hidden away for the longest time this is uh, like people you know look at me now and they're like who are you i never heard of that uh before so so really um kind of once i left the the the, the family i went into this business world and uh, started my own LinkedIn consulting business. So uh, helping people with their LinkedIn profile, um, and teaching in, in schools and companies. And um, 
yeah, just never talked about any of that. And then as I shared just previously before we hit record, I told you about this marketing world, right, that I grew up in. So mm -hmm. um, I'm born and raised in Switzerland, but I, I started my business when we were living in California. So in the middle of this social media um, boom, 2006 to 2010. Uh, and, and then... Uh, yeah, just growing up in this online marketing world, uh, you know, always more, always bigger, always, you know, finding more hacks and manipulations to get more leads. And that's kind of what my surrounding was. And then eventually five, uh, about five years ago, I really had this breakdown, just realizing oh, it's just all so frustrating. It's so against my values and what I stand for. And that's when I kind of had to go deep and find myself first. So coming back to that hippie upbringing and, and realizing, well, I think that's actually what we need more of in the business world. We need more humanity. We need more um, empathy and kindness and, and that kind of those values that um, were so dear to me, but that I always felt like I'm different in this business world. It just felt like I'm probably not made for it. It doesn't fit. And so that's uh, kind of the background story. And, and since I was always in marketing, well, that's where I felt like I had to start, change the current marketing paradigm so that we can, you know, market our businesses in a different way that doesn't feel like we're cheating any everybody and just you know kind of lying and tricking them into buying our stuff i love that i love that so i want to ask i want to ask about this so how do you, how do you go from hippie commune to digital marketing because that's a pretty big jump out of man you know like <laughs> like I, I i've never lived in a hippie commune but i i've i've been around some i'll say people that, that would skew on the hippier side and that's it's usually a very you know there are kind of opposite ends of the spectrum at least in my experience so i'd love to know a little bit more about like what was that transition yeah so i left the house when i was 16 i moved out when i was 16 and it was kind of i guess my own little revolution i'm like okay um you know this was nice but now i'm going to go into the business world and i think it's mm -hmm. also the reason why i you know hid that story away it's like well you can't share that and still be respected in the business world so totally what you're saying is is true it feels like it's an oxymoron you can't you know do both and 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 so uh yeah slowly just kind of hiding a part of me really that's what it felt like mm -hmm. and that's i think also that what led to the breakdown i'm like it's so exhausting not being myself can i you know can i just find another way and so it just happened to be that part of who i was was also this uh you know empathy and and, and kindness and that's what i think the business world needs Oh, that's perfect. And I, I, I firmly believe that like whatever your backstory, no matter how crazy or different or whatever it is, you know, you can find success because in some cases, I would even go so far as to say the crazier the background, the more needed it is in the space be because it is so crazy. Like, you know, I, I have a good friend, uh, friend named Justin. He came from basically a cult 
right? Um, and in order to do what he's doing now, he had to leave his entire family, his wife, his kids. He can't talk to any of them because he changed mm -hmm. his belief system and they no longer allow that. They're, they're not, he's not even allowed to communicate them unless it's like, you know, a life or death matter. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, that's that's crazy to say, hey, on one side, I'm, I'm here and then I come over to this side, but it brings a unique perspective. And I think does, um, yeah. that's what you're kind of what you're sharing is, hey, I found this unique perspective of something very different than what's normally out there. And so, um, so talk a little bit more about this. So you said, uh, you know, I liked so what you said here is a lot of marketing was like cheating, stealing, lying, you know, coercing people into into buying something. Um, and you're like, hey, I, I want to do it different. I want to have this empathy and this more humane style. So I guess and, and then you also you mentioned the breakdown. So tell me a little bit more about the breakdown and, and what you saw and why you felt this transition needed to happen in, in this marketing world. Yeah. So the breakdown was, was first of all, a, a personal breakdown, just really just being exhausted with the way we are taught to do things and just never feeling like we're good enough. I think uh, that's what came out of a lot of conversations because when I, when, once I accepted this breakdown for myself, I started to talk about it with other people to mm. find out, you know, if am I the only one, am I going crazy? Is this just me who is a misfit in this business online marketing world? And it, I started to realize that I'm not the only one, that there was a, huge growing um, anxiety really that had to do with the way we are taught to run our businesses and, and mm -hmm. market and, and sell. And, and so that is, yeah, that's what I slowly started to realize that I, my breakdown uh, maybe w was there for a reason so that I can actually show up and say, I, there is another way. And, right. and, and I had to, of course, find, slowly find that other way, what that looked like. And then once I did, I started communicating about it. And, and I think that, yeah, really what I realized what was wrong with marketing and selling in, in, in general is, is, is the, yeah, the way we approach it, the, the way uh, there's, it, I think it's really oriented not towards the human, but always towards the money. So I think mm. that's really what what's wrong right now is that, you know, I, I talk a lot about the six or seven or eight figure kind of hype um, in entrepreneurship. That's like the thing, right? Everybody talks about these six and seven figure businesses. And what that does, it creates like this huge pressure because it really makes everyone who's not at that level uh, feel like they're not good enough and that they're never going to get there and and we're using this six, seven figure business hype. And that's just an example. There's other things, but that's right, kind right, of like right. everybody knows about these. Uh, <laughs> it's like you use that in every kind of marketing context and, and subject lines. And, and it creates this giant uh, fear of missing out, right? That's another uh, thing in marketing, this FOMO. And we do it, we're taught to do it on purpose. And it just, it splits up the yeah, it splits up the society into those who made it, the gurus, and those who are losers and who are never going to make it. And mm -hmm. instead of using marketing as a way to share uh, 
you know, share our services and, and, and offer help, we're using it to make people feel even worse <laughs> than before, right? So, so I think it's, it's that idea of saying, yes, you know, there's nothing wrong with marketing, actually, if we do it in a humane and gentle way. And if we do it in a way that is aligned with the conscious client today. And, and I think there's like this huge gap in marketing, the way we do it. It feels like we're still doing it in a way that, you know, worked maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago, where the clients, us, we weren't as informed, as smart as we are now. <laughs> and, and marketing is still talking to us as if we were all stupid and we didn't know the internet existed and we didn't know that these messages are all fake and there's fake urgency and there's fake, you know, everything is fake, it feels like. I'm like, can we just be real and say the things the way they are for, for a moment and, and still make money and still, you know, promote our services? So I think that's that's what. Yeah, humane marketing is all about. Uh, and I, I love that. And I, by the way, I, I've it's interesting that you're talking about this because the last, I'll say six months or so, I've been noticing a lot of the same thing at, at a much deeper level. I think I've always sort of known it was there. Um, but I, I remember I, I got an ad for something and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'll go check it out, right? And it's like, you know, this will close down in like one hour, right? And it's like, and I'm yeah. looking at it and I'm like, no, it won't. Like you wouldn't have been advertising on Facebook if this is the case. And then I'm like, yeah. am I like, does this actually work on people? Because like, I'm looking at it going, well, you know, I, I know all the marketing tricks. I know how all this works. I see it. I understand it. Right. So I get, you know, how we can make this work. And I was like, but I wonder, you know, does that actually work? And then I started thinking about it. I was like, if it does work, you know, how would the person feel if they knew that this was just bullshit right like literally literally i can go into chrome right click inspect and change the the timer so it'll show again or just refresh it or like like mm -hmm. there's a million ways for me to get around this you know you know fate so it, it's interesting and and i've i've had a struggle and this is for me personally with like this this yeah like and i like the way you put it like this humane marketing like what do we do otherwise and so i guess you know you know maybe th this episode might be better for me than any of my listeners but i'm going to ask anyways because it's my show so i get to um, like <laughs> yeah. what what is what does that look like what you know so how, how do i take someone you know like me who's seeing all this out there but maybe doesn't know how to tackle it differently what where do i even start yeah so how do you market your business still and sell right yeah. but in a human yeah and because look look like i i've done i've done all the six figure seven figure thing increase your sales i've done all that right and look it works it, it, it and it's it's all true whatever I'm, I'm marketing is it's you know it's there but it's it's a very singular focus um and you know it's as marketers oftentimes i think we get stuck in the circle of uh, and even business owners and uh, oh, this is working. So just keep doing more of it. Cause if it's working, yeah. like you know, business is hard enough. We don't need to make it harder on ourselves. So, you know, yeah. yeah. So what is it, what, what, what does it look like? And let me frame, let me frame the question a little bit just so that my listeners, you know, if you're look, listening to this going, Hey, even if you're like, well, Bob, I'm, you know, I'm in real estate. I don't market, you know, a seven figure house, you know, it's not that way we're doing this, <laughs> but at the end of the day, right. I think humane marketing speaks to anybody. If you're a real estate investor and you're marketing a house to an end buyer, you know, we talk about that, you know, make it feel like home. Well, that's, that's humane marketing in a way, at least in my mind anyways. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, what does it look like from you with that perspective of how do we change whatever we're doing to be more humane or gentle yeah. or however we're wanting to phrase it? 
Yeah. And I'm so glad you brought that up. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean that you have to be marketing a product where you you're selling to people who want to have a six figure business or it, it literally can be applied to any kind of marketing. And I think the humane aspect is transparency, not making false promises. Like, like if you sell a house, well, don't tell me all these stories about the house and you know that are not true just so i buy your bloody house so i think (laughs) a lot of that a lot of it has to do with that it's like yes um you know promote your your offer but in in a way that is true and that doesn't um uh push me into buying just so that you you know fill your bank account but that there is actual um, commitment from your side as well. Like in the in the book, I talk about uh, we both want to sleep at night. So I want to buy from people who also want to sleep at night, who want to say, I gave it my best. And, you know, obviously you can't always promise. Uh, like if, if I sell your uh, program and you then don't implement it, well, that's not my fault. I did my right. best. To, uh, of but if I sell you a program and I overpromise these results that in three weeks, you're going to have this, you know, six figure business, blah, blah, blah. Well, then it is my fault because I made this giant promise that I, you know, that in all integrity, I can, you know, promise that. So right. it's really about, about that match, I think of um, telling the truth. And that has a lot to do with, um, unlearning uh, the language that we've used so far in marketing and and kind of really treating our customers like they're smart human beings so for example <laughs> Whoa, instead of, hang on a second that's not how marketing works <laughs> that's not how you see and, and it's really up to us as marketers to regain the trust and that's not an easy task because pff, like you say, it's like, you know, we've lost all the trust. Basically, a marketer equals uh, somebody who's, you know, slimy and doesn't tell the truth. Well, then how are we as business owners supposed to sell our services if it's not uh, via marketing? So I think it's really up to us to regain the trust. And it has a lot to do with with words, I noticed, because words matter. It's those small details, you know depending on which words you use, it makes people feel a different way. And either they trust you or they don't. And so it's it's all about small words that um, make people feel like, oh, she's being, she's being honest or mm. Mm, I don't know. You know, it's like, yeah, that's probably not completely honest. Okay. So I, 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 I like this. I love it. Let me ask you this. Can you give maybe one or two examples of some marketing that you've changed in that way? And the reason I'm thinking about this is I imagine that there's going to be some people listening to this show and even probably me at some point in time that's looking at my existing marketing and going, okay, if I want to change it to be this way, I'm getting stuck in, in my own way in the sense of I've always done this. How do I shift over here? So just maybe having a couple of examples to help, you know, break that writer's block, if you will, um, yeah. would be, I think, super helpful. So, for example, you know, we're, we've gotten used to promoting other people's stuff with affiliate links, right? Mm-hmm. And so that is the first thing, explaining to our audience how these affiliate links really work. 
And some people started using, you know, saying, yeah, I get a commission. Um, But really like explaining it to them what happens and why you're, you know, getting a commission. Um, So for example, if I promote someone else, I will tell them, look, the event is free, but if you sign up um, for the replays or whatever, well, this is going to cost you something and uh, I get a commission and, and it should actually cost you something because this person uh, who puts up the summit is putting a lot of work into that. So small details like that. Um, Another one would be um, what I'm doing right now. I'm, I'm launching a program for January and what we used to do and me included is just have a landing page and then people, you know, from there just sign up and pay you the money and off you go. Well, what if instead of going after butts in seats, you actually really cared about the people who are in that program. And so what if instead of just taking out their credit card, you offered them a 15 minute conversation with you to just talk it through and say, you know, is this really a good fit for you right now? So kind of going away from the mass production programs to, you know, smaller human uh, approaches. Um, Yeah, those are two examples that come to mind. Um, Another one, just a a very small detail that someone uh, told me when I launched my website, she's like, oh, you know, everything is so um, humane, but then you use the word grab. I have my, you know, free mm. one page marketing plan. And she's like, that word grab, it gives me this idea of scarcity that I have to quickly grab it before it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's a very, it's a very aggressive and word if you're talking it's about It's an aggressive like word. And, and that's like, I'm like, oh yeah, you're totally right. So it, it's that, it's that, subtle the difference between Hmm. grab and get completely different feeling so yeah it's those small little things and i think what what happens is once now that i've planted that seed in your head you'll start to pay attention to the marketing Mm -hmm. material that you receive and you're you're gonna always kind of do this oh aggressive bullshit or yeah actually honest and you know i feel good about this person's marketing or this person's email and and that you know slowly you will see what you like and where you feel trust and start to implement those kind of um communications in your own marketing as well yeah no i love that and i i like the the affiliate example so one of the things i changed all my affiliate links and this was years ago back when the ftc at least in the u.s changed change the rules about, you know, I, I forget what the exact phrasing was, but it has to be, you have to disclose in a conspicuous place that, you know, <laughs> it's an affiliate or, or whatever, something of that nature. And I remember I, I started, I, there was a bunch of forums I was a part of. And I remember everyone was like freaking out, like, oh, we're going to, we're going to lose our affiliate business. Like no one's going to click our links anymore. And, and it's funny, like, you know, even if we, this, I mean, this was what, like 2011 or 12, I think that they, they did something like this. Um, and what ended up ap- happening actually was the opposite because yeah. it was more upfront and honest and open about what more was trust. happening. Yeah. There was more, exactly more trust. There, there was more happening. So I remember I changed all of my sites to say, Hey, like this is an affiliate link. And if you buy this thing, you, you know, I will get paid. And then I would put, but 
you can, uh, it's important for you to understand that I will never put an affiliate link on a, on a site or recommend a product that I don't already use or know will work or will absolutely get you the result or hundred percent believe in. Um, and so it, it, it's funny is as I've gone, you know, since I made that shift, a lot of people are like, Oh yeah, I, I definitely send me your affiliate link. Like they want to help you with that. Now that they exactly. know that, that they're helping, it's not just this, you know, weird back, backdoor gray area of, you know, whatever's yeah. happening. So, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. no, and I, so I think, I think that's, that's huge is, is to talk about that. And I like also the subtlety of the words, like, like you said, like grab versus get that that's too, I probably use the word grab a ton in my stuff and I've never, Same I've here. never thought about it like in a, you know, and when we frame it in a different light, it's, it totally changes. So, right. um, I think that's awesome. So let me ask you this, when you, you know, as you're going out and you're talking to, you know, business owners or helping people make the shift in marketing, um, do you get a lot of pushback from people like, oh, no, that, that's not going to work or, oh, we can't do it that way. Or, and, and if so, how have you sort of handled that? And what have you seen in your experience of changing these, these folks marketing over? I'm assuming it's working or otherwise you wouldn't be promoting it. Let's be real. But um, tell me more about that. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a very smart question. And, and I'll tell you with full transparency, it wasn't easy. Um, I think actually what helped is the pandemic, to be very mm, honest. Because okay. I remember pre-pandemic, um, you know, I got a lot of pushback. I'm, and people are like, yeah, but, you know, why change what works, right? Mm -hmm. And like you said before, it's like, why change it? Um, and the counter question really that I came up with is like, well, does it still work for you? Because as long as it still works for you, and I don't mean just, you know, does it make money, but does it work for you in your heart? In right you know, kind of like, can you sleep at night? Then don't change it, you know? Then, okay, I'm not going to be the one convincing you to change it. Right. But I know that there's enough people out there uh, for whom it doesn't work in their heart. And those are the people that I, I want to talk to. And those are the ones that I, I want to say there is another way. And so the pandemic, as we know, uh, you know, changed our value system. And so now I think there's even much more people uh, than before who are saying, wow, yeah, it, there, we need a different way. It doesn't work for us anymore. And so that's, um, for me, that, that, really over the two years a lot of things happened and and i think it's yeah it's great timing in a way um finally for me because i feel like <laughs> i've been pushing for a long time but finally it feels like oh yeah it's starting to resonate with people and 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 of course you know the the the, the kind of the traditional marketers or the yeah the old school they they're not they're not going to go that way. And, and that's fine. I don't need to convince them. I think this is a, this is really one of those uh, things where people will kind of come towards it by themselves because they've tried the old way and it doesn't work for them anymore. And so I don't need to go and, and try to convince the, the old school stuff. Oh, that makes a lot of sense too. And, and it's interesting as you're talking about, you know, how the pandemic has sort of changed values. I think there's so much happening um, and, you know, not to make this political, but on whatever side of this pandemic you fall on in your beliefs, um, the, the basis of it has been an erosion of trust. 
um, regardless of which side you fall on. And I think yeah. you're saying, hey, let's put the trust back into the marketing. Let's make that happen so that when you look at something, you, you know, you can stand behind it and believe it, not just as the marketer, but also as the customer looking at the marketing. Exactly. As I really think now more than ever, people don't want the BS anymore. They want to really feel like this is true, right? I can trust this. And, and if you are the one showing up like that in your business, then, you know, long term, I think you're the only one who's surviving. I don't think businesses who are still playing with the BS and the, you know, kind of the in that gray zone, I don't think those are really surviving uh, in the long term. No, I, I agree. It's, it's interesting. I, I had a conversation last night with someone who was like, you know, I was talking to him about potentially sponsoring. He has a, a, a Facebook group and I was talking to him about potentially sponsoring his Facebook group. And he was like, oh, he's like, I, he's like, whatever you want to do, you tell me what you want and we'll make it happen for you. He's like, I, cause I know and I trust you to do the right thing. And, and it was kind of a like, it was a small thing. I don't even know if he necessarily knows how much that impacted me, but to hear hear that. And, and so I think that's an important thing, too, is, you know, I like what you said about we can go, you know, we can go to bed at night and sleep well. Um, but what, what happens when you're that person consistently every day in all of your messaging, all of your business, all of your marketing with all of your clients, customers, product, you know, products that you, you know, buy anything of that nature, how, you know, how much more deeply does that, does that run? And do we start to build that? Um, yeah. and I think that's a really unique idea. Yeah. And, yeah, a, and so a very true. undervalued one for, for that matter as well. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So, if someone is, you know, listening or watching this right now going, okay, Sarah, you know, I like what you have to say here. I buy into this idea of humane marketing um, and maybe I've been doing it to some extent, but of course, you know, a lot of the books and videos and all that tell us to do it a different way. Where do I start? What, what do, how, do, how do I even begin to look at going forward and saying, okay, if I want to make this shift into this more humane marketing, what is it? What, where do I even start? Mm. Yeah, so so usually it starts with the awareness, like we already said. It's like now it's it's like this chip that's <laughs> shouldn't be talking about chips, but let's <laughs> just say it's a chip that's implanted uh, in you, a seed. Let's use the seed. The seed is in nope, your. The chip's head. already planted. For all of you listening, just by listening to this, we've planted a chip in your head. Thanks for listening. <laughs> you can edit this out. No, the seed is now uh, implanted or whatever sewn in your uh, <laughs> in your brain and you'll start to become more aware you start to pay attention to other people's marketing um and and i think that's where it starts and then um i really actually think the work starts with yourself um okay. so it, it's to me it's not about another thing that you necessarily need to learn uh we always as marketers, we always want to, you know, do more, learn more, find more hacks, find more tools, find more strategies. Well, I all think the time, Constantly. all the time. And one, actually, what what I realized is the most successful people, uh, business owners, the reason that they are so good at what they do and that they have the trust of their people is because they worked on their being. And so, you know, you talk about um, getting in your own way on your show. Well, that is a big part. It's like, well, 
have you looked at yourself and who you are and what you want in your business and what you want in your marketing, what your values are, what you actually stand for? Um, that is, to me, the biggest thing that we never talk about in marketing. And yet it is really what people nowadays, how they choose who to work with. Right. You know, they choose who to work with. You just said it yourself. That guy just trusted you blindly, not because of your marketing, because he, through your marketing or through your communications, he just knows who you are and, and, and what you stand for and your values. And I think that's totally underrated in all the marketing courses that I ever did. We never started with ourselves. We always started with the avatar, the client avatar, right? Right. So that's the logical thing to first you know, start with. But if we only always chase after this avatar and never look at ourselves first, well, that's where the mismatch happens and that's where we lose ourselves. So I really think it's important that you start with yourself and um, what the, the best companies now, the reason they get the trust from people is, is because they stand for something. Uh, just right. recently, last week, Lush uh, said we're done with social media, and you know people loved it. Why? Yeah, because it's anti-social media, but more importantly, because they stand for something. Right. They don't. They said that they don't want to put their clients through the anxiety that you experience on social media. So they stand for something. They have a, a worldview uh, that really matters. And I think that is what humane marketing is also about, having a really strong worldview and bringing more of you and your worldview into your marketing, your values, your worldview. And I, I, love, the, I love the term value specifically. So for my agency, Three Degrees Consulting, literally on our homepage, it's either the second or third thing and like in, in, on there is the core values of our company, our mission and our vision. And, you know, every time I communicate with anybody, whether it be someone that we're, uh, you know, that we're talking to uh, from an interviewing standpoint, like bring on a, a team member, or if it's a, a new client, I always reference that. And I tell people to go there and see those because I know for us, it's literally how we make every decision. And if a client or team member or anything doesn't align with those values, it doesn't matter how much money or opportunity there is. It doesn't matter. And nothing else matters. That's, that's the, the first uh, gate, I guess you could say, that you have to come through. And if, if you pass through that, then we can talk about everything else. But if you don't pass yeah. through that, then it doesn't matter. And what's been interesting, um, at least from my perspective, is the more the more hardcore that we stick to those values and the more stringent we are with hey i'm not a, like because there's always interpretation right i can say oh this means this well in this case you know it's kind of more this or that. like the more stringent i am with no this means this and nothing else um ironically the more people that we attract into our business because they're aligned in the same way or or resonate with it at least um and my my life gets easier because it's like oh i'm dealing with people that actually I like dealing with it. It's not like, oh, okay, I got to go, go talk to this client again. 
like, <laughs> yeah, you know. it's exactly that's exactly right. That's um, so, so the the marketing like we're human book. It's it's organized into three parts, and the first one is what we just talked about: rumbling. So rumbling with your own values, your story, uh, worldview. Uh, then is rise. So really rising above the noise because you are now you and unique. And then it's resonate. And so resonating is what you just said. Well, once you have your values out there in your world, well, you're actually resonating with the right kind of clients. And it's just more fun and joyful to actually work with those people, right? Why would you want to run your own business and, you know, hate getting on the next call because you're like, uh, what a douchebag. Yeah. 100%. I can get a job and and feel that same way. So I create for myself. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. No. Okay. I love it. And so um, I know you have a, uh, so you you referenced a book, you know, marketing like you're human, right? Mm -hmm. And then you have a new book coming out or it's already out or just came out, I should say. Um, So Mm -hmm. tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So the second book is called Selling Like We're Human. And it's really um, the answer to, well, my community actually telling me, you know, it's great that you wrote marketing like we're human and you're, we love it, but actually we also want to sell. <laughs> we don't just want to market. <laughs> we, what we want is to sell. And it's funny because, in, you know, as marketers, we know the saying, sell them what they want and then give them what they need. And yet what I thought they wanted was marketing. And so I wrote the marketing book. They're like, no, no, Sarah, we actually want to sell. (laughs) So I had to really um, sit with that and give myself permission to, you know, say, oh, okay, you want a sales book. I never thought I would write a book about selling because I don't consider myself a salesperson. But once I really gave myself permission to do it differently, just like the marketing book is a different kind of marketing book. I was like, okay, well, tell me what you want. I, I set up a, a gentle sales lab where five or six ladies um, showed up and, and together we came up with the content. And I said, let's, you know, let's think about this content. What do you want? And um, came up with the content together and, and, and then I sat down and wrote it. And yeah, it's, it's a, it's a sales book, I would say for coaches, consultants, uh, heart centered entrepreneurs who have always struggled with selling or would prefer to have money grow on trees and just, you know, Mm -hmm. give them a, a, a permission slip really to say you can sell and do it differently. And again, it starts with, you know, an inside job and uh, getting out of your own way so that you can show up and have beautiful and sales conversations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I want to ask you about something because you've mentioned a, a couple times about yourself and even in reference to the book, which is you gave yourself permission to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to I ask more about that because it, it's an interesting phrasing that I've only ever heard uh, in reference to some of the personal development that I've done. Hey, like give yourself permission to do these things, whatever. So... Um, what did, what did that look like, particularly in the frame of, you know, giving yourself permission, not only to write this book, but to think in this way that say, Hey, this is, this is against what, what, what we're seeing out there. Um, so what did that like for you, what did it look like to give yourself permission to, to go against the grain of everything that's out there right now? Yeah, I like that. Um, 
I think it it had to do with letting go of limiting beliefs that uh, who was I to write a book about sales? Um, you know, I don't come from the sales world, so who was going to read this book? And and so really accepting that I had something to share that would resonate with people just like me um, who were struggling with sales and just, you know, didn't like it because of what, of the way we learned how to sell. And so that's the permissions piece. And I think the, the same thing goes for my readers is giving by reading the book, they will get the permission to do it differently, to go right. against the grain, like you said, to go, um, you know, to, yeah, get rid of everything that we've learned so far in the business world and say, well, I'm going to do it differently. And it's hard if you do it yourself, like I mostly did because I kept doubting myself. But once you know that you're part of, a, a, you know, a group of people, then you're like, oh, this does this feel much, much better. So I think community, the community piece is an important part to really feel like, oh, we're not alone changing this marketing and selling paradigm. Yeah. Okay. I, I love that. And I, I want to dive deeper into two things that you said in, in your answer, because I think I think there's some I think there's going to be a nugget for some people there. So you, you said, who am I to write this book? Um, and then you, you kind of I think maybe you answered your question, but I, I want to be clear for anyone listening. So you, you have this question of who am I to, to, to write this book? And for anyone listening, who how often have you asked yourself, who am I to insert whatever here, be whatever. be this yeah. business owner to quit my job to do this thing? Who am I to do this? Right. Um, and then you said in there, um, or, or part of what you said after that was, Hey, like there's other people out there. They're going to feel like I feel, was that what gave you the permission to say, who am I? And I am, or was it something different that you said, Hey, like that you found deeper in yourself of, you know, to, to give yourself that further permission of, yes, I am worthy of doing this. Mm -hmm. I think it started with, yes, I am worthy of doing this because of the deeper inner work and personal development I had done. But then the confirmation came from conversations with, okay. you know, my people and, 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 and then so you sort of sought some validation yeah. of, Hey, am I, am I crazy or is this something that I could work with? Yeah, exactly. So the confirmation helped, but for the first book marketing, like we're human, I didn't have that confirmation yet. Okay. So that I had to, you know, find it in myself and say, I don't care. Like one of the, the lines is like, well, uh, I was either going to give up or come up with a, another way. And so I was like, well, this is what I'm here to do. And so there is only that way. I don't want to give up, even right. if it's hard, right? Yeah. Perfect. All right. So the second part that I want to talk a little bit more about is, is the community. So you said, hey, it, it wasn't really until you found this community of people that you said, oh, like I'm on to something or something on to something. So did you, were you actively looking for that community and you found it or was it more like it became attracted to you just because of the way of your being or how, like, how did you, how did you end up with this community of, or at least at the very early stages, obviously now, right, you're seeing it happening, you know, it's working, you, you, you're, you're there, but in the very beginning, what did that look like? What did, what did the community development look like for you? First off, I would say I'm not there, there. <laughs> There's never a there, there. So I'm, I'm still 
you know, in the early stages of this community and I'm calling it a revolution. And so a revolution, you know, is, is really like, I'm hoping to change something. Um, but in the early stages, yeah, it was literally just me um, tapping into the people that I already knew from my LinkedIn consulting business. So I had created a, you know, an email list and, you know, or following an audience uh, and then, you know, sharing all this journey with them and saying, look, I'm doing something different now. Who's with me? And like, you know, five, six hands were up and they're like, yeah, right. okay. And, and so slowly it started growing, but that's why I said, I think the pandemic has really sped that up over the last two years right. because at, before it was just like, yeah, you know, yes, we get it, but it wasn't really just like, yes, we need change. And now it's like, yeah, there's no going back. We need change now. So I, I feel like that has changed. And, and yeah, the community is, you know, slowly growing uh, thanks to the books and to my podcast. So it's called the Humane Marketing Circle. And, and, and I really feel like the, what we need now, and, and that's also kind of compared to what we had before, before as marketers, we grew audiences, right? It's like, oh, I have a free Facebook group. That's my community. Well, it's actually not. That's not a community if you're just getting people that you can sell to, then it's an audience. And so the community mm. is really this human piece uh, that it's very important where we get together and have calls and, you know, show up and are real humans and are vulnerable and share what works for us. So that's the, the I think that's what we are going to build a lot of us uh, over the coming years. It's like really showing up as humans and not just behind the Facebook group where we actually don't have any interactions um, other than a few messages. That's awesome. Perfect. And, and I, I love that. And, and I, the reason I asked that question is for anyone who's, who's maybe struggling with this or thinking in the same way um, and not necessarily about, you know, how do I become, you know, do more humane marketing per se, but even just in anything that you're doing, whether it's starting your actual business um, just, or, or even like thinking about doing it. Right. So much of us face this, this criticism of who am I to do this? Um, but, but you're, I, I love it. And you're right. Community is huge. I mean, that's one of the reasons there's many, but one of the reasons I'm, I'm at where I'm at now is because I've, very purposefully selected a community of people that I knew was operating at a level that I wanted to be at. And I continue to ch continue to choose new communities as I go, as I grow um, in there. And so putting yourself out there to find that I think is so important. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it, it can be intimidating because you hear community and you think like hundreds of people and a community starts with, you know, three people, that's a community. Right. And I think I, I just, there's that permission piece again, give your listeners the permission to say, I start today, even if it's just three people, that's how you right. start. We all started somewhere and it's, yes, it's not easy, but over time people, if you're being, you know, honest and, and trustworthy, then people will want to gather with you. Totally agree. Totally agree. I love it. Awesome. So this has been a fantastic conversation. I know I've genuinely enjoyed it. So thank you for being on. Appreciate Likewise. it and sharing. Thank um, you. Where can people find you if they want to know more about you or connect with you or check out your books? Yeah. So the website is humane.marketing. It's my main website. I um, 
there's the books can be found there. I have free chapters for both books. So humane.marketing forward slash book one is the marketing book and slash book two is the selling like we're human book. Again, you can download a free chapter first to see if it resonates. And I hang out mostly on LinkedIn. So if you have listened to this, <laughs> yes, if you've listened, uh, just connect with me there. Perfect. Well, thank you so much again for all of you listening and or watching. Appreciate as always pay it forward by sharing this with someone that you think might uh, resonate with it or find it interesting because at the end of the day, the show is about helping as many folks as we can. And of course, if you enjoyed this episode, drop into wherever you are listening to it, leave a five-star review, leave a comment. I read every single comment, every single review. Um, so lo love hearing it. And if you hate the show, leave that too, because I, I want to know how do I make it better, right? We can't, we can't improve unless, uh, unless we work on it. So again, thanks for being on. We'll see everyone on another episode next week. Take it easy. This podcast is sponsored by Three Degrees Consulting. If you need funnels, websites, paid ads management, or help with any of your digital marketing, Three Degrees Consulting is your go-to source for everything. Check them out at www.go3dc.com. That's G-O, the number three, D is in degrees, C is in consulting.com. Go check them out right now.